silly, generous, and opinionated? Or creative, adventurous, and studious? Want to know which Book Interrupted member you're most like? Try visiting www.bookinterrupted.com members to find out. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's just an part. idea. Like it's just a story that we all oh. think sounds good, Fiction. but nobody no, actually like has them. A blankie or it was just a signifier. It was a signifier that I wanted to identify new self-concept. You mean like you do this recently? It's like you're confessing a little bit. I know. Worry that if I leave the burning house, I won't be okay. We are not in harmony with nature. We've given power to imaginary constructs. <laughs> what oh, are they? Such a good. What am I agreeing to? Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from August 1st to September 5th. It's Leah's book pick, and we're reading Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Sapiens explores how human history has shaped our societies, the plants and animals around us, and even our personalities. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Well, I'm like a third of the way into this book, so I've gotten to this point where it starts to get pretty crazy, and it's going to be good for some debates, because he he like talks us into this... Like I'm, you're with them. You're like, okay, I get it. We cooperate. Okay. Yeah. Revolution. All right. And then, oh, okay. Then we, yep. And we made that and then we got that. And then he gets to like the imagination part and how like basically our ability to tell stories is what has somehow unified us to bigger and better things. So like his example, I can't remember which particular one, but he uses like the idea of, of Mitsubishi, let's say like the car company. It doesn't exist. It's a story. Someone made it up. And like this court, like everyone believes that it exists. So that's why it continues to function. And then he takes, and I'm mm. like, okay, cool. I get that. Right. Like we only, because we all agreed that we would believe that, you, that this, this is a thing, then that it happens. And if everyone stopped believing like some tipping point, then she would be no more. Then he goes so far as to say, like he applies it to human rights. And then you go, yeah, yeah. I remember that part Wait now. a minute. Yeah. yeah. Which and is a like, concept, not a right. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's just an part. idea. Like it's just a story that we all oh. think sounds good, Fiction. but nobody no, actually like has them. Thing. Yeah. We've decided so, to have them. Yeah. Well, let's wait till the others catch up on that. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. legal system that. too. Everything. Like the legal yeah, system is all imaginary. Like it's all, and then it goes back, you know, like that stupid book, The Four Agreements. It goes back to that, like we're all living a dream. Like it's kind of true, right? Because somebody should have done this four agreements book because you guys all know it. Don't do it. What are they? Such a good. What am I agreeing to? Yeah, they also oh, say he also says one. corporations, which kind of blew my mind, but made me think of that. Like yeah. corporations are legal entities, so they're actually like in the old yeah, back like in the person. day, it would, a person would be 
responsible for their businesses or mm -hmm. they would be sued or they would be jailed or they would whatever. But they now made it because of our imaginations. This corporation, it's its own entity, even though it's just a figment of our imagination, but we've all given it power. So now this corporation has a massive amount of power, but it's not real. It's right. like something we wrote yeah. down on a piece of paper and we had someone sign in. And if you do all these steps, then, then it exists. Well, money too, right? Yeah, yeah money's money, one yeah, of the sure. things. We yeah, made that like, up. Like Bitcoin yeah, made didn't it exist. Now, yeah. yeah, now we have this new money, Bitcoin. Like that's the thing that wasn't here however many yeah. years ago. Yeah. Couldn't we argue though that all things that that is essentially what dualism is, is that nothing, there's two of everything, that you don't have something that's tangible and real in reality, unless you have the thought of it first. I know that's kind of separate think, from what we're discussing no, here, but in the, I think you're saying it? the same thing. I think like nothing exists unless you thought of it first. Yeah. I mean, I guess the tree exists, but like it didn't, it wasn't a tree until we named it. Like right. it wasn't I mean, I don't called know. an oak until we named it. Mm -hmm. as right. Right. It could it. be a birch and like, whatever, like we made it up. We classified it. We categorized. That's the other thing too. I think he gets on about like how we have so many papers we're all like recording and documenting everything and then we have nowhere to put it. So we built bigger cities to hold bigger boxes of bigger recordings. Like, and there's people <laughs> specifically tasked with filing everything. And like, I mean, now it's computers, but we're all like collecting all this data all the time, I guess, to reinforce our stories. Like, I'm not even really sure. I, I had a time in space where I was asked to join this podcast and I had nothing to do. So I read lots of the books and I only made it a third of the way through this. So I haven't read it since I don't even know, maybe even a year ago, kind mm, of, because yeah. it was in I the summer-ish summer. that I started right. cramming. So I'm yeah. scared I won't finish either. And I almost want to reread what I already read so I can, yeah. because I like most things, the thing that resonates with me sticks, but all of the yeah. around it that makes it valid for me to share it to anybody else gets really foggy. And so I feel like it renders me useless in talking about it sometimes. I think that's yeah. like with any, like, that's why it's nice to own uh, books if you can like if you can afford to buy books, certain books, because certain books you just want to read and then let back. it sit. And then maybe mm. a year later, read it again. And you can pick up on different things, like a book that's very important to you. It's nice to own. Oh yeah. I like books that were important to me that like affected my life. I carry around with me, even when I'm done reading them, I don't plan on reading them again, but like a safety blanket of sorts, like Eat, Pray, Love was profound for me. And I carried it in my backpack for a year or more after I read it. And Aww. then just, just to have it. <laughs> did you literally. reference it? Like, no. did you pick it up? No. Oh, it's just, just there. <laughs> it's just literally on my person to Aww, make me feel supported. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I like I that. love stuff like that. Like you're talking much. to someone who carried around a frog in her pocket or purse for a good year. A real frog? No, oh, sorry. Like a live? <laughs> sorry, I should have been more clear. Um, like a sculptor, like a little, that poor frog. By the end of it, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, don't let me down. No, it was never alive. It was like a toy frog. But yeah, it, there was just something like almost, yeah, like a blankie or it was just a signifier. It was a signifier that I wanted to identify, yeah, being a new type, new self-concept. But in order to get there, it's sometimes a bit yeah. challenging and you fall back in your old mm -hmm. ways. 
Yeah, but you just need that, that signifier to be, I don't know, it just feels good to have it with you. Because it's There like, used to yeah. be, oh, I have I an altar that. of my special little things. Yeah. You do? I love my Aww. little thing. Yeah. Part of it's, I have multiple, but one of them's right here if you want to see it. Well, yeah, we do. Let's see. Oh, I like that. that. It's a triangle. triangle. Oh, it's a triangle. Wow. Yeah, my buddy built this. And he originally built one for his uh, wife for her all her essential oils. But I was like, I want one. So I had like... Those are, that's a cast of my mom's teeth. This oh. isn't okay. worthy. This is Dr. Numb <laughs> for people getting tattooed to sell. Why the cast of mom's teeth? Yeah. And then like my special stones. Yeah. We can't get past the teeth, Leah. So. <laughs> I know. Well, they're so cool to see like, that's what her teeth look like. Like how weird. I... Like that's what they look like. Like, I want a cast of my teeth. I threw mine away. My dentist was like, keep them for a month. And I was like, why well, didn't keep oh them in my mouth? They're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're neat. I like it. I love those. Yeah, I love that. Like, oh having God. something that you... Yeah, I do do that, but I didn't realize I did it until Kara talked about the frog. The real frog. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I need to see the frog. I always get afraid. Oh, I don't want to like rely on something tangible because for me, I just don't like, I would rather, I don't know. I just feel like what if that gets lost? And then would I, would I worry that that piece of me, then how can I get that? So if I put it all into that, so I actually try not to put value in anything tangible at all. I like that. If I can. It's very Buddhist. There's a sense of release. Like Kim was saying, like I had this, I really like sticks and uh, I had this wonderful stick. And I had like taken all the bark off and smoothed it off. Anyway, I have a whole Ooh. process where I that I do with a different stick. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I carried this stick around and stick I just like holding it and looking at it and I'd like put it in my bag and whatever. I don't know. I had this stick for quite a while and then one of my kids no! broke it. And I was oh, like, oh no. Were you and I just put it back together and I was like, oh, and then I was like, wait. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's not the she's, stick. she's more important to me than that stick. But there was like this like disappointment and yeah. then it was done. But I, I'll do things like that. Like I find a, a rock that's a really yeah, beautiful rock or feels real nice. And I'll, I'll carry it in my pocket every day for like a year, like every day. Just, I like yeah. having it in there. Like, especially when I used to commute on like public transit. You don't need to explain both my daughters love. They stuff their pockets with rocks, their backpacks are filled with rocks i'm like why i never grew out of it either i do too that's a good feeling i used to do something for when i was younger but i stopped doing it when someone said like it could be like a borderline ocd so i stopped it but i used to for reassurance kind of like you guys i used to do things in threes like i'd lock a door three times and make me feel comfortable like it would reassure me or like all these little things, like just anything, tap something three times. Like, I don't know, this made me feel secure if I did things in threes. I don't know, maybe because there's three kids. I don't know, I don't have three kids. I don't, three, like if I did things yeah, in threes. you're still doing it. <laughs> but kind of. Well, we're all doing things like this all the time. Coping, counting in our heads and- I love counting three times. everything. It's all about what, yeah, like what is self, we're all self-soothing in some more- obvious ways than others I think it's more about like is it not serving you anymore like does locking the door three times like you can't do something because you're like you have to do it three times then it's like you know a problem then it's but it's yeah. like where is the problem yeah because like with Lindsay's thing she doesn't want to be attached or whatever which is yeah great. I love and that, that would be the too. problem like if Meredith 
had to stay in bed for a week because that stick got snapped, then that's too yeah. much of a commitment to your stick. Yeah, like it's right? all like, like about perspective. And I think I worry, no. that's what I worry about, that, that that's what would happen to me. Like yeah. I know that yeah. that could happen to me if I feel that like I would just, it would, it would be too much. So I don't yeah. do that because I'm worried that like the hole that yeah. I would go if I started doing that. Maybe. Yeah, mm. I think that. Yeah, like yeah. you recognize that you don't need additional things to be worried about. Yeah. So part of looking sure. after you <laughs> is like minimalist approach. It's well, like, I'm not yeah. minimalist. I have a shit no. ton of stuff. No, totally. I have but like, where you much can. Stuff. Yeah. I just don't care about <laughs> anything. You don't need the things. You don't, yeah, you're not, you don't need it. to be. Yeah, you need to be invested <laughs> in like actual things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I try not to. not tea. Well, you don't want to put like Meredith's kids can come over anytime. Smash it all. It's fine. Well, I think I'm also paranoid that my house will burn down. I've just, since I was a kid. Oh, no. And so I always think I that need, too. Yeah. And I've so heard her nightmare. Oh, yeah. Anyway, no, no, so no. I have like a couple of things. Like I know where my passport is. I know that if the house burns down, I can grab that stuff and leave. And I would be okay. Me and that's, you know, me and my passport. Even if I didn't have my passport, I would be okay. So I think in my mind, if I put more value on things, then it makes me worry that if I leave the burning house, I won't be okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I do it's the neuroses too. Like I have the thing mm. where I've worked out that I'll be okay with nothing because you can just re-get it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing that's so important, tangible thing that it should cause too much upset. But I still collect things. Yeah, I don't worry. Mm. You know what I mean? But I like, I don't know when I, I, I came to it I don't know when I came to it, but it has something to do with like moving and like just selling all my stuff. Maybe because I was moving across the country. So I, was like, so I literally went with it, just a suitcase and it was so freeing. And it's like, okay, I like that shelf was cool, but like there's another shelf on the buy and sell. Like, I don't know. And yeah, it's freeing. Do like, we all have one item that might be not a human? But uh, inanimate <laughs> object, do we all have one thing that we think might be the most challenging if we had to like just step away? Like if we just had to go, do we think we'd have one thing? I definitely do. As you're talking like about a that, stuff Kim, thing? I don't. A, a, yeah, a something like mom's teeth molds. <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> smash them! Yeah. Damn <laughs> I think I, my, it's my stuffed animal, like my bear that I've had since oh, I yeah. was a- Mikey? Yeah, like, oh, I don't think, I don't know if I could go on, guys. I just don't. I love Mikey so much. So also, much. to put him up on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> he's so he's wonderful. Famous. He's so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, well, if everyone can think of what their thing is, let's share this shit. I do have my Nana's ring, like my Nana's ring she gave Mm -hmm. me and she's passed away. So I would be sad (gasps) if I lost that. That's probably the one thing, but I wouldn't be, I don't put that much value in it. Like it would be sad, but it wouldn't be devastating. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could eventually get over Mikey, but yeah, it would be, it would, I would (laughs) take work. (laughs) I would be disappointed. Like for me, like I've got rid of lots of stuff moving over the years, but I don't get rid of get rid of art. So I have accumulated a lot of art, and like I couldn't take oh. it if the house was burning or anything. But I would constantly, probably for the rest of my life, with any new houses, as I'm hanging new art, I'd be thinking, oh. like I'd be, I feel like disappointed 
that I didn't have those pieces of art anymore. You would grieve so their loss. Yeah. I would grieve, grieve their, their loss. loss. Good way regularly. to put it, Meredith. Good way to yeah, put I'd it. Yeah, I'd grieve their loss. But you know, in the book, he mentions this too. He mentions how Homo sapiens, because they were hunter gatherers, didn't have stuff. Like humans didn't have any stuff before. So it was hard to determine things that we were into as Homo sapiens before we started like spending more time in Being actual in places. Place. Then we started accumulating oh. things. But before then, because they didn't have horse and buggies, they didn't they didn't have anything to travel with. It was whatever they could carry on their back. So it was only like essential like, things. No rocks. Right. No you leave your rock collection behind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mikey's not making it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now is not the. Isn't that fascinating that as we started to evolve and recognize that we could be better served by not moving constantly to where the food is, but if we were to be like, no, this spot and form more like villages and be like, and how about we plant? purposefully plant seeds right here that as that transition happened what flared up was this compulsion or need or want or desire to have things and keep them well that's because you had to protect them right like you didn't have to protect anything when you're moving around because nothing was yours but then you get this sense of ownership and when you stay in one place and then someone else might want what you have and then, you know, tribal you know, warfare, the downfall of humanity. Isn't yeah. that the whole community thing? Like if we all just yeah. didn't, if we weren't all like, huh. this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. And we were all like, this is everybody's. But you'd always be, I don't know, there'd always be the person that wants it all. They even said the gorging thing, like how that's like instinctual, because when we were hunter gatherers, if we found a fig tree that had tons of figs, you just gorge as much as you can before like other animals would discover it. So that's why like you might like gorge on like an entire tub of ice cream. But you know what I mean? Did like you do this recently. We, you <laughs> like you're confessing a little bit. I know. Mm-hmm. And also no, trying to find like explain the uh, make it okay. No, I'm Ramadan only doing over. this. I'm eating a ton <laughs> I know, of I'm like, I dreamt of doing that during Ramadan, but I never, like, after you've done fasting, you only can consume so many things that you're like, I'm so full. I wish I could have that ice cream or I'd make cakes and stuff and not be able to finish them. But yeah, no, but that's why we do it. That's why we gorge. But it makes me also think it's not like you were taking the fruit back to everyone to share or anything because you didn't have anywhere to take it. You just consumed as much as you could when you found oh. it. Right, like, right, you don't have to. You don't have to think about whether you're going to share your stores or keep them to yourself because You're everybody just ate. Then, yeah, because you'd have people gathering mm. with you, so all of you would just gorge on this thing together. So up right? until then, like, there was no pressure, evolutionary pressure, to really push towards the community of sharing food, let's say, or belongings, maybe. You know. would, you would share what you found. You know what I mean, like, right? So then it wouldn't have been labeled selfish to gorge out and not be like, hey, everybody over here. Like it would be you totally would. not no, It would be. It would be for sure. You would have to so that oh. everybody could survive because yeah. Yeah. you survive as a group. It would be harder yeah. for you to drag your sick person along that you didn't give the figs to, right? The starving person. Like you want to bring them with the, you. Because you need okay. to exist in numbers because there's other predators out there. You know, so you want to keep yourselves strong. It's in the it's, it's just in the- highly practical. All of it yeah. so is so highly practical. Even in that, like it's nice to think about things in a global sense and we all take care of each other, but it always just comes back to the same 
thing. Like just take care of you, yours, and your community, your smaller community. And it's like that if we all can do that, take care of it. Don't worry about the whole planet. Worry about your little planet. I think it definitely you is know? hard to mm. think about to think so about yourself as a global community. And part of that mm. comes down to empathy, like having empathy for people you've never met and feeling that they have empathy for you. I mean, the, that's the connection part that we got from the last book, like connecting with people that you have never met, but then also trying to get into that mindset that we all affect each other, right? Like it goes both ways. Like if you wanted to be selfish, if you were like 100% self-motivated, then it behooves you to invest in your community because the survival of one depends on the survival of many. So even like with the global empathy point, it almost is not necessary. It's great and enlightened if you can do it that way and consider the all. But if you just bring it right back down to yourself, you're not going to survive if you behave in certain ways. And I think it matters. Like, I think it needs to be inclusive of the planet. A lot of the problem in this day and age is nobody's thinking about how There's a big separatism between nature and man. And I think that we should be focusing on kind of reintegrating because we're not actually separate. So just like how we want to be good for the global community, we also want to be good for the, I don't know, the the natural community of which we are a citizen, which we like to pretend we're outside of and maybe even in charge of and we're not. And so the survival of us also depends on the survival of that. I think it's complicated a little bit too, like with the sheer number of humans that are on earth, the, like, you know, we say the survival of one depends on the survival of many. And then some people start feeling, there's a certain feeling that we're, we're overpopulating as well. And I think that can cause some people to retreat back and to say, well, I'm going to look at just this smaller community. And I think that's part of the problem. They're like, I'm just gonna look at my little community and forget about those people. And that's part of the problem is that if if lots of communities are doing that, that's why like the earth is heating up. It's getting hot. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, also like the the way that our ancestors lived was in harmony with nature. We are not in harmony with nature. We've given power to imaginary constructs mm-hmm. <laughs> that now dictate nature. Right? But like they they're don't. more important. Like the than- yeah, the government. Yeah, corporations, governments, money are more important than if that river is polluted or not. Like it's di- that's completely different. Like we could be one with nature and maybe you didn't know I mean and work on our small community, but now that we've created these systems, you know, systems that we these now systems we have to. that try to trick us into believing that we are not nature. Yeah, and we can't be a global community and also try to then suck back in when it's not nice to focus only on our immediate community. Yeah. Like you can't be both. Right. And we have a problem. Yeah. And we're not special. That's another thing he says in the book. We're just one of the human species. We're just the one that survived. So because of these things, which might also ultimately be our demise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or the planet's demise. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if there's no planet, there's no us. I think like the planet will be. I think the planet will recover whether we get to stick yeah, around. Yeah, the planet will be fine once we're gone. Yeah. Well, just look at the shutdown from COVID. Yeah. It was like three months and the planet was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> they just stayed home for a little while. I can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted! This interruption is brought to you by the theater. I got to go into a theater and watch live music performed in front of me for the first time in over a year. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing just being in the theater and just experiencing that collective energy that happens when a performer uh, performs live for you. And uh, I forgot how much I, I missed it. It was just amazing. So yay to being back in the theater and for people to be back for getting paid and to perform as well. Great to be back in getting those industries back up again. Book interrupted. Well, oh, on that boy. note, I'd like to do something that's not, wait, not, not destructive, not, it's Productive? probably in poor taste, but oh. I promised to buy another book to support Yuval Harari. Oh my gosh. I randomly She's been picked prepping it this whole time. 259. Totally, it says knowledge is power. I'm not mad at the book. I want to make it oh my more God. palatable. Is anyone else getting heart palpitations? Oh my God. I am not liking it. I need I to make an like appointment with my therapist. Something that we've been taught never to do. <laughs> kind of something satisfying. I don't know. And it probably feels very reasonable. satisfying. It's very rebellious. It I want to cry. I I'm angry. I want to cry. I'm surprised. Like, like, are the conflict the waiting to happen? Conflict waiting. It's not peace, oh, Sarah. It's not breathe. peace. Can't breathe. Oh, oh my God. Okay, good Why is this causing such strong reactions? I know it feels very book burning, oh, very like so burning a book. Like, that but I'm not like sullying it. I will read both parts. Okay, and this is just more portable. Okay, now, okay. Tell me how size. it goes. All right, oh and that felt very book. good. Yes, we felt very good. Very it did not feel good. And I will buy another copy to support Yuval Harari's work. I can't believe we ended on this. I feel so uncomfortable. Okay, wait. I, I need something. to go journal about this immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. I need to process it. Oddly, it's keeping together very well. I was surprised with the scissors. I was like, don't you want an exacto knife? <laughs> I know I wanted one and I thought I had one here mm. that I was too, I had to have to go off camera to look. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we like having you here. I have What's one thing Liz? that's more positive. Well, I guess that was kind of positive. Thank I liked you. that, but for the rest cool. of you, um, <laughs> that uh, I was on the website and they said that the Guardian credited Sapiens with revolutionizing the nonfiction market and popularizing brainy books. So I thought that was an interesting, mm, interesting way to, so you know, there's the all the brainy books that we're all reading. So yeah, like we have, I have I this one this. that's about evolution. It goes from starts from now and goes back Get in time. An exact it's girl. Pretty. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, this one is a lot of is not as easy to get through. Oh, very I've interesting. Heard of that one. Yeah. But this one doesn't talk a lot about humans. So I'm very excited about. Wow. I am too, and I hope that it doesn't come across to any of our viewers that I'm disrespecting his work. I I think it's a great book, and I just think this makes it more practical to carry. I think that's great. You tell me how it goes because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm interested in it because I hate carrying big books. So I regret telling you that people did that now. <laughs> Damn it. You said you did a labeler. Oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. make a cover. I'm looking forward to it. 
seeing it. And apparently, who who is Kara? Was it you that said there's a whole online community of book cutters? Sarah said it. Sarah, I said it. I shouldn't have said it. She regrets it. <laughs> I'm in good company then. I think Maybe. it's appropriate if like early humans didn't keep things. Sure. You it's go. just in your Nothing nature. Is sentimental okay. if everything is sentimental. Okay. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Okay. I think this is fantastic. Great. Sarah is like notably uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, like I, I can go. feel it all the way across the planet. I need to flight. I need to flight. <laughs> she will be <laughs> out. Sarah's like really physically uncomfortable. Yeah. You can smell it. Okay, well, see you guys later. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. A book club is just a book without members. Join the community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or sign up for exclusive content through our website at bookinterrupted.com unpublished. We'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. Your support makes this all possible. Thank you for the uplifting feedback and for recommending us to family and friends. We love hearing from you. Please reach out through our website at bookinterrupted.com fans or by emailing connect at bookinterrupted.com. We appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us. See you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. You know, because so many people are like, well, it's natural to eat this way and it's natural to be this way. And I'm just being honest, as if it somehow protects them and heightens what they're saying. Humans arrived? Extinction! Humans arrived? Extinction. The animal part, because I was like, I might have to be a vegetarian. But how storytelling allowed us to do all those things and not feel maybe that bad about it. Maybe I get big old double D's put in and I say like, well, this one's for my grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.